Hello, friends, and welcome back to Being and Making Disciples Summer Edition. So Justin and I are doing something different for the summer. We are taking a little bit of a break just to allow us to have time to step back and pray and think about what the Lord wants us to do with this podcast, but we also don't want to stop hanging out with you. And so we are going to be making some individual episodes And don't worry, it's not like one of those things where we say that we're taking a break and we are going our own separate ways, and that starts by us making solo episodes. I promise that's not what's happening. Um, This is just an opportunity for us to experiment with new formats of the podcast. And so what I'm going to be doing in this episode and subsequent episodes throughout the summer is sharing stories from ministry. And the reason I want to do this is twofold. It's helpful for me to think back through both my successes and my failures and really identify when and where did I go wrong or go right? And how can I avoid those mistakes in the future? And then how can I share those same mistakes with you so that you don't make those same mistakes in the future? So you're going to hear some other really fun stuff from Justin, some other stuff from me this summer. But this is the first of what I'm going to call right now, summer stories. So this is a story you may have heard me mention before. Um, I had, when I was teaching high school, I had a student in class who was from China. And what was so fun about that is that he didn't have the same Western heritage, the same, he didn't inherit the ideas, the words. So things that we take for granted, sometimes like soul and grace, were just not a part of his worldview. And I had to explain all of those things from scratch. And I'd invite you, just take a second, like, how would you explain explain grace or explain explain how the Holy Spirit comes into people's hearts and helps them do things? And I realized pretty quickly, I didn't actually know. I didn't even have a concept for that. I trusted and I believed, but I it, it had never occurred to me to even think, like, what's the mechanism by which the Holy Spirit helps me do something? And it's actually really helpful to do that because it helps us to recognize those spots in our faith where perhaps we haven't been as... Um, studious to understand, okay, Lord, how are you working and how can I respond to you better? So what was really fun about this student was uh, he was so diligent. And at first, um, he, was a, he was a new student to me. He was from another country and uh, his own family tradition was one that really valued high grades. And so that was really important to him. He really wanted to get straight A's and he wanted to know everything. And at first he didn't really care about the content. So uh, this was probably, if I remember correctly, this would have been a Christology course. We were talking about the person of Jesus and everything we can know about Jesus from scripture and, and by applying reason to that, like the, the idea that he's fully God and fully man. So he was really curious about that. And, um, really just so he could get an A. But as the semester went on and we began to establish more trust, which is kind of the essential stage or the essential first step for discipleship, uh, he started not just to ask me things like what were going to be on the test and what did he need to know for essay questions and that kind of thing. But instead, um, he wanted to know if what I was saying was true. And what I realized was he was taking it seriously. He was considering for real whether or not this was like the claims of Christianity were something that he should follow. And that was something that I don't know that I, I, I would guess less than one in 100 of my students took it as seriously as this young man. And 
that was really, really fascinating to me, that he had never heard the story of Jesus to him. He's never heard the story of Jesus, but it was still compelling, and it was worth it to him to say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider these things. And so the questions got more serious. And I remember one point he asked me, okay, so you say Jesus is, is so important. I said, yeah, of course. He said, okay, well, tell me, why should I believe in Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago when I know that my own country, China, has a history that goes back 3,000 years? Because that tells me that China is greater than Jesus. Now, of course, he's communicating this in uh, in his own ability to communicate in English at the time, which is not at the same level of a, as a native speaker. Uh, and so I'm sure that there were nuances of what he was saying that I wasn't able to capture. And I wish I communicate, I could communicate in Chinese at the same level as he could, because it would have been really fascinating for him to elaborate on that and explain what it meant to him that his own country, his own cultural heritage was more trustworthy than what he considered stories about a, a good, pious man, but still just a man. And what that made me realize was that up until that point, for some reason, he had not grasped that God was eternal. Like if he understood that Jesus was God, he didn't understand that God was eternal. Or if he understood that God was eternal, he didn't understand that I was saying Jesus was God and how those two things could match up. And what that made me realize was, in addition to that I wasn't really fully explaining it, was that we didn't have a shared understanding of language. So again, going back to that cultural heritage that we didn't have, I used words that either had no meaning or a very, very different meaning for this young man. So if we think about our own ministry, it's really, really important to ask people, what do you mean by certain words? And the, the great, a great example I can come up with is words like atheism or agnosticism skeptic, believer, even words like Christian and Catholic, ask people, I don't think we need to be afraid to ask people to define what they mean by that. And uh, if we might find that we're arguing using different definitions for words, and that is never going to lead to the truth, because we're just not playing by uh, games with the same rules. And so it might even just be like a great precondition to say, okay, every time I engage with somebody, first, we're going to take time to establish definitions so that we understand we're talking about the same idea of God. Um, I was surprised to find out that uh, a surprising number of atheists, people who self-identify as atheists, pray on a regular basis. Now, you might think, well, they're not atheists. And you're probably right, or you might be right. But what's more important is it doesn't really matter whether they, like your definition matches their definition of atheist. They're saying they're an atheist, which in their mind means something. So we need to find out what that means. So in your mind, that might mean, well, if you say you're an atheist, that means you don't believe in God at all. But I remember a, another student who told me that she was an atheist. Uh, but at one point, she also said she was mad at God for the death of her grandfather. So it's difficult, and C.S. Lewis pointed out the humor in this, because he himself was mad at God for allowing his mother to die when he was young. How can you be mad at God if you don't think God exists? And uh, you're either not mad at him, or you really do think he exists, and you're just acting, you're kind of giving him the silent treatment. I think Lewis said he, had this, he was in this funny conundrum. He was simultaneously mad at God for allowing the death of his mom, 
and mad at God for not existing. Like he wanted God to exist because he recognized the universe would make much more sense. Life would make more sense if God did exist, uh, but that he couldn't understand and imagine a world in which God existed and allowed his mother and later his wife to die. And this student that I had said the same thing. It was basically, she couldn't understand why a good God would allow her grandfather to die. And uh, the student that I had from China um, couldn't understand why we put so much trust into Jesus when Jesus was only 2,000 years old and his own country had a history that went back at least 3,000 years. And so having the same definitions and making sure we're on the same ground as people is really, really essential. And that's why one of the best skills that we can develop is the skill of asking questions and listening for answers. Uh, we can see this in Jesus. I mean, Jesus asking people, um, like, what are you, who are you looking for? Or what do you want to know? Uh, and then inviting people, or there's a, a great question, you know, like good teacher, why, uh, what must I do to in, inherit eternal life? And Jesus turns it, it, turns it around. Why do you call me good? Uh, and so just learning to ask helpful questions or learning to ask clarifying questions so that we can allow people to share what's going on in their heart. Like we might think we have the perfect answer, but if we're answering a question that they have not yet asked, we are very likely not going to lead them closer to God. One of the most memorable conversations I had with this student was when we were talking about the need for forgiveness and really the Jesus's injunction to forgive everyone and that we will only be forgiven according to how well we forgive others. And I remember this student asking me with great clarity, does this mean that I would have to forgive someone who killed my own mother? And I could tell this was not just a theoretical question for him. His mother was, was still alive, so it wasn't like we were dealing with that. But he really took it seriously, and that impressed me. And I thought, wow, can this, this answer, whatever I say to him, matters. And I said, yeah, that is what that means. And he said, then I could never be Christian because I can't imagine forgiving someone who would kill my own mother. And again, I, I said earlier that he took this really seriously, and I appreciate that so much about him. And I think what made that possible was that we first developed trust. And when I was sharing with him about Jesus, it wasn't from a place of me forcing this upon him. He trusted me to share something with him that was important to me. And so he took it seriously. And he took it so seriously that he had to say, I can't do this because what you're asking for me is too hard. And what came to mind was that passage uh, for for man, this is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. And what I wish I would have said, but that what I didn't say at the time was Jesus will give you what you need to love that way. And God forbid that should ever happen. But in times of great need, the Lord will give you grace to respond appropriately. So that is going to be it for this episode. I've got some more stories and I'm going to share with you a really good one coming up of a big failure on my part of you know, one of those, again, in high school, and was one of those students who was at the top of everything, had every reason to be considered successful and came looking for help with the relationship for relationship with the Lord. And I dropped the ball and uh, I've, I've asked the Lord forgiveness for that. Uh, but I still pray for that student and hope that the Lord has brought them closer to himself. So uh, I do want to give a little uh, shout out. Um, if you are listening to our podcast and you live in Europe or in South America or 
in Asia, basically anywhere outside of the United States, we would love to hear from you. So I invite you to send an email to beingandmakingdisciples at gmail.com because we just want to hear from you. We want to find out how did you hear about us and what are some of the things that you're dealing with in your own country trying to spread the good news of Jesus Christ because uh, we want to learn how we can support you better. And uh, if it, there's an opportunity and you'd, you'd be open, we'd love to have you on the show to share a little bit more about your experience. So, Friends, please know that Justin and I are praying for you. Um, the whole point of this show is to help us share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're doing that because we're convinced that, and when I say we, I mean you and I, we're convinced that being in relationship with God is the best way to live. And we want to share that with other people. We don't want to keep that to ourselves. The news is too good to keep to ourselves. It's not because we think we're better than anybody or we think they're wrong or they're so stupid. It's because God is so good. What he has done for us is so good. We can't help but share that with them. So I invite you, join me in that adventure. Uh, I know that wherever God is going to lead us is going to be so much better than our own plan. And we are going to be back multiple times, uh, really every week, if not more, for the rest of the summer, uh, bringing some fun stuff to you. So God bless you all. Have a good one, whether it's morning, afternoon, or night, and look forward to the next time we can share with you. Peace.